podcast where we drink about the news because we feel like we have to. Um, mm. Here I am, Jordan Higgins, uh, along with always my good friend co-host Brandon Trego. And uh, you know, we we've had a small vacation, haven't we? We have. Then what? Three weeks now since yeah, the past one. Uh, went up to Colorado, and I feel like that messed up all our schedule. I can't believe you lo- did that. I, I know. How dare you take Such time for yourself? Selfish, selfish, it really was. How dare you? <laughs> you monster. It was good times, though. Like, I brought you some souvenirs back. You got that cool coaster. You did. Yes. <laughs> that That's that's the, the real important thing. Yeah, as long as I got a coaster out of it, we're golden. Uh, so, a whole lot of news has happened uh, since we've last recorded. It has. Uh, like, daily. Uh, it's, Man. It's a never-ending slog, and we can never... It'll never end. It'll never stop. No. Um, no. Anything in specific you wanted to cover? I know you had some... I did. Um, yeah, I kind of had laid it out so that we, for our normal two-week period, but since we didn't meet <laughs> out of two weeks, it all kind of feels old. Um, how about the um, Washington football team? Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, so if you haven't heard, the, the Washington Redskins, formerly, um, have changed their name for this season yes. to Washington football team. Yes. And... They, they're doing it just for the season until they pick a new name. I, I think they should keep this forever. This is fucking amazing. The Washington football team. <laughs> the Washington football Which team. is really funny because I looked back on our fantasy football league from last year, and you are just generic football team. Oh, no, no. The second I heard that Washington changed their name, I went in and changed it. Did you? So I'm a generic football team. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I thought you had that all last year. Oh, no, no, I no, was no. like, oh, man, Jordan saw this coming. <laughs> oh, no, no. The last year... Because I did so poorly, I put myself as not last. Wow. Because I'm pretty sure you were last. I said, based on our draft order, you are you definitely did better than me. I think I get third pick this year. It's reverse of standings. Yeah. So I, I wasn't last, but not <laughs> great. Yeah, we both did pretty bad. It wasn't good. It was definitely not good. No. Uh, yeah. No. But that yeah, that was definitely interesting. Um, coronavirus cases, coronavirus cases in uh, Major League Baseball have kind of gone off through the roof. Um, between Miami had to shut down their schedule for a little bit. St. Louis had to shut down for a little bit. Um, yeah, a couple different teams. But I, I wanted to kind of go over. And this is this is the interesting part about it, though, because you you look at like the restart of the NBA. Yeah. Where they went into a bubble. Right. Because they're like, we're gonna play at Disney. No one's gonna touch us. Yes. Yeah. So if you leave the bubble, you have to quarantine for two weeks before you're allowed to come back in. And, and if you're gonna do it, that's the smart way to do it. Oh, I agree. I think it would be a little harder to do for baseball because football is not doing anything like that. They're no. planning on doing, they're planning on fining people for doing things that are detriment detrimental to. Oh this. no! They're gonna find the millionaires. Yeah. Whatever will they do? I mean, unless they made it like a real fine, <laughs> but yeah. So that's gonna be interesting considering how it's panned out with baseball. I don't see it going super well. Right. Um. Just, yeah, it's not been great. And baseball's not a contact sport. It's The only time you're really touching people is if you're tagging them out. Yeah. I mean, granted... Like the catcher is going to have the most contact. The sure, I would have bet. Yeah, I mean, if you're touching the ball, the pitcher touches over and over and over again. But... Well, now that every person that comes up the bat is like five inches from the guy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're right there. I it, It's an interesting setup. I, I like the way the NBA did it. I think if baseball were to do something like that, you'd have to do it at the spring training facilities right. where you you go back to playing your Cactus League or your Grapefruit League and you'd be there. I mean, granted, it's a short season, so it could have been done. Yeah. 
But I think, aren't are all sports doing or they're trying to do like an abbreviated season? But uh, obviously, you, uh, the NCAA is kind of <laughs> yeah in so a shit show right let's now. Let's talk about the NCAA. Yeah, so I mean, the Big Ten is shut down for the year. There's uh, a there's a couple, Big Ten, a Pac Ten, I believe, is yeah. also shut down. The SEC the seems F- to be the only ones who are standing firm. All ACC wants to play too. Yeah, but it sounds like the uh, the NCAA has basically said there's not going to be any championships this year. And I'm sure that pisses off everyone in the SEC. Well, you had Dabo Sweeney, who's the uh, head coach of Clemson, being like, well, you know, it, it shouldn't diminish a championship. You know, even though, hey, granted, out of the Big Ten, the only team I really say that's going to compete for a championship every year is Ohio State, as much as it pains me to say. But there's still a top-tiered a program. Having grown up in the Big Ten, you yes. can say the same thing I do. Yes. We're like a big family. But fuck Ohio State. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they're, they're, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Ohio State. I just call them Ohio. Yeah. I mean, you know, we get the team up north, so they just get to be Ohio. <laughs> but, yeah, there was some interesting things happened there. They had a meeting, and uh, Coach Harbaugh called out Ohio State's coach for uh, – he had a picture of them having a coached practice before they were allowed to, and he kind of brought it to the attention of everybody at the Big Ten and uh, – Ryan Day, who is Ohio State's coach, was like, hey, why don't you just watch your team and I'll watch mine. And then he made some comments about how Ohio State was going to put 100 up on us this year. Which, to be fair, I bet they could. Yeah? Oh, dude. Yeah, Base, I mean, after the last two years, they they put up 60 on us two years ago. And, yeah, I mean, it's not been pretty the last couple years. No. I need things to change. Wisconsin is supposed to save us every year and knock them out in the Big Ten Championship. And every year, Wisconsin's like, yeah, yeah, we're real close. And then halftime hits, and then they fall apart. What? That's That's been Wisconsin football for the past year. Oh, my God. Well, was the last year, they were up by like 14, I think, and then mm-hmm. blew it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was – we'll see. So, yeah, no no Big Ten football this year is what it sounds like. It yeah. does seem that they're pushing for a spring season is what they're trying to do. Yeah, something like the, the end of the year, like once it gets nice again, really. So what I had seen proposed was starting the season in January – Okay. Which would be interesting in the Big Ten. Absolutely. With all those outdoor stadiums. I mean, I would love to see it. <laughs> It'd be fucking amazing. It'd be just old school football. Hells yeah. But their thought process on that is is you'd run that until April, mm-hmm. and then you could still hold the draft. The only problem being is you have kids then who are seniors or juniors jumping to the NFL this year who have no break in between ending your season and then starting fall camp again. You right. have, you know, usually you have that year rest. So you, I mean, there's no rest for those kids now. Yeah. We'll see what they do. I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure uh, for all those sports fans out there. I look forward to it. I mean, it is a definite blow to not have them play, but... You'd rather them be healthy and not play than yeah. play and get sick. And that's it. Mean, you do have a couple of those kids. Um, Trevor Lawrence, who's the quarterback at Clemson, put a big post out about how, you know, it's not like we couldn't get coronavirus still without playing football. And I Absolutely. do I do understand that. Yeah. And I also understand that a lot of these kids, I mean, this is uh, this is their life playing yeah. college football right. right now so it's got to be hurtful to them to not be able to play yeah you know but yeah so, so yeah that's that's, that's what i sports. got for sports that's sports that's yeah. what i got for sports <laughs> uh regular news we had kanye's back in the running again oh god yeah so he's actually gonna be officially on the ballot here in wisconsin which is great which is fucking bananas i don't know why uh, apparently he the so the word is that he had some GOP lawyer helping him get, um, get I think it was like 
20,000 signatures to get on the ballot. I, I had read a report that he was hanging out with Kushner and they were going over things. And it even would not fucking surprise me. Even though they say that, you know, and I, I have no idea. If you, the interviews and stuff like that that I've watched and the articles I've read, he doesn't seem like he's hiding the fact that his whole goal is to try to pull black voters from Joe Biden. He does not seem to be hiding that fact. However, though, when you look at his approval rating among black voters, it's not great. <laughs> he has more approval among white voters. So I, I'm not sure how well the thought process is going to work out. Is it really going to pull votes from Biden or is he going to pull votes, votes from, from Trump, Trump? Which is my thought, too. Like, everyone's like, oh, no, he's going to pull the black vote from Biden. And I'm like, guys, no. Him and Trump have way more overlap than than him and Biden do. Right. For, by far. Yes. Uh, but speaking of the black vote, Kamala Harris, new VP pick. Yes. That was news, what, uh, Thursday? Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Yep. As of recording, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm glad he finally made a pick. Yeah. I'm not super duper enthused about no, it. No, I'm it's not better than either. nothing. It is. I think, and especially with the two presidents up for the race right now, it's so important to look at that VP because, I mean, let's be honest, how old is Trump? Trump is in his mid 70s. And Biden is like 77? Yeah. So a VP candidate could be real important here. Yeah. Um, it's like super important. Super important for another four years. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, yeah. a, a turn for the worst is, yeah, unfortunate, but it definitely could happen at this age. Yeah, especially since the president's younger brother has died. Yes, yes. Now, Robert Trump, uh, 71, uh, has passed away from unreported causes as of yet. Yeah, they said he was sick. Uh, he was hospitalized a month or two ago, I think. Yeah, they said he was infirm and not, like, obviously ill. Right. But they like, oh, he passed away. What did he pass away from? I don't know. Silence. No one yeah. has said boo about it. And, you know, it's not like, I, as much as I hate Trump, I don't wish that upon him no, for something like this to happen. And, yeah, it's, I mean, it's terrible to lose someone in your family regardless. So, right. I mean, absolutely, my condolences to President Trump. Um, well, but, no. Joe Biden, I thought handled it very classy, though. Yeah. Um, the not, not to take wind out of yourselves, but the president didn't handle it very classy. I didn't. You know, what, what did he do? Do you know who he was doing yesterday when he learned, or like when the, the I'm sure he was out? golfing. He was fucking golfing. The Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, somewhere I don't know. His own resorts. <sighs> yeah, that's a whole other thing. Well, so much to talk about, so little time. I, I feel like that's always the news. Especially right now when it's just like a circus. You know what I mean? Right. It's a circus. Oh, here's what I want to talk about. How about this stimulus package? The second round of stimulus package, right? Yeah. What's in it? D don't know. Okay. So I, I, I kind of read through. Obviously, you had the Republican. Um, this one was proposed by Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Which was firmly opposed by Nancy Pelosi. Um Probably for good reason. There, There is some stuff in it where I'm just kind of... It, but the part that made me kind of irritated is that, you know, the last one that went through, sure, like I, I was reading a report that said um, they had put aside X amount of money in this one for um, new military aircraft. Right. Like, what the, does the, that have to do... That's the F-35. Right? Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, Pelosi and them put a bunch of stuff in the last one that wasn't necessarily going to help on this package either. Right. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's really irritating because, and now we get to play this game of, well, the Dems are holding this one up or the Republicans are holding yeah. this up. And it's like, you know, if you guys would just do what needs to be done to help the people, right? we wouldn't have to play this game. 
And this is also what, like, so them tacking stuff on, uh, I don't remember this from your civics class. This is called earmarking. Okay. And I fucking hate this shit. Well, it, it needs to be banned. I'm sure, it, it, that's just it. You, you can throw all this crap in there, yeah. and then when they oppose it, you can be like, wow, we wanted to send out, and Trump has said it a couple mm-hmm. times. I want to send these $1,200 checks out, but the Democrats are opposing me. Yep. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you can play that game as saying, they are stopping the checks from reaching your pocket. But what they don't give a shit about the checks reaching your pocket. They're stopping, like, whatever pet project you, like, penned in here. Right, because I think the last on the last one, it was a bunch of environmental um, yeah. green money they were putting aside. Right. You know, as a person who is in favor of that, I'm glad that we have it. However, I don't think that's the time to put it into a... A, a no. bill to pass, and 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 this kind of stuff happens all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. It, the, you know, it's just stuff like this that drives you wild. Absolutely, because it's indicative of the the us versus them. Like, right. no, just fucking help people. That's your job, right? So the rest of that bill, though, they had the, it would have been the same as far as your um, stimulus check out to everybody else. Twelve hundred dollars yep. a person, mm-hmm. five hundred for kids, less than ninety nine thousand. Um, a couple billion for businesses. That yeah, you, from you know, we don't, we don't worry about them, I guess. <laughs> uh, the big difference would have been your unemployment um, benefits going from 600 to 200. Right. Um, because I, I guess part of the payroll tax credit, too? Well, it's a different thing. no, this is so apparently the Republicans didn't want to do that. And they had told Trump that we're not going to include it, A, because we don't want it. And B, we know that the Democrats aren't going to do it. Right. Um, but the funny thing is about that, I mean, I and I guess I'm not sure how this all pans out because from what I've been reading, it doesn't sound like he really had the authority to do that. No. So, yeah. Um, For his executive orders? Right. As far as divisions of power goes, um, the, the, the old phrase is Congress holds the purse strings. Like, they get to say, we're spending money on X, and they, then they can make it happen. The president can say, I would like to spend money on XYZ. Mm-hmm. But Congress like gets the final say to say, yes, we're spending money on this. No, we're not spending money on that. Right. Um, and for him to come out and say, we're going to do this and essentially sidestep Congress, that's an abuse of power and he cannot do that. So the scary thing people need to realize about this, though, is that, yes, you are going to save some money right now. However, come tax time, you still owe that money. Right. Unless you vote the president back in and he <laughs> makes it permanent. Mm-hmm. So I'm, oh, so we get rid of Social Security? Straight up, like, trying to buy people's votes. I mean, we shouldn't have had it in the first place, in my no. opinion. But it, beyond the fact, I guess. I mean, we're here, we're now, this is what's happening. And yeah. I, it's just something that, I, you know, I hear people talk about. It's like, you guys, be careful, because at the end of the day, you still got to pay this money. Right. Would you rather pay it each paycheck? If, if you're still working, which obviously, if you're working, you're getting taxes taken out. Yeah. Would you rather pay it each week or bi-weekly, whatever it may be, or would you rather owe them two, three grand it come April? <laughs> right. Because I can yeah. tell you right now, I'd rather pay it weekly still. Heck yeah. Uh, so, and I even find this with like, um, like day-to-day purchases. If I were to like go buy like a brand new wardrobe, uh, you know, all new clothes, all at once, I would I would have a heart attack. Yes. Instead, you, you buy, like, a pair of shirt here, some pants there, and, like, it, it adds up over time. Correct. That doesn't affect me as much. No. Right. And I, I would assume most people operate in the same kind of fashion. You'd, you'd almost rather pay a dollar here, pay a dollar there, than, be, than pay, like, 200 all at once. Well, I mean, it's the same basic theory of paying your bills, right? If you've got a yeah. $500 car payment, you don't want to pay that $500 off one paycheck. That's why loans exist. Right. Yes. You, you want to spread that out. So you, theoretically, if you have the ability to, 
$100 each check, whatever it may be, 150 to try to break that out so it's not a huge hit on you at one time. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's, some, it's something scary that you know people should definitely look out for, and I'm not too sure what we can do about it. If it's something we'll be able to talk to our employers and say, hey, I'd still like to pay this, or what we can do besides the fact of everybody setting aside chunk of money each paycheck to be prepared for this when tax season comes around. Right. Um, because it's, yeah, we're all going to be paying this money back. Yeah, it's just, it, it seems extremely short-sighted, but short-sighted, like, on purpose? I don't know. It. He's one like, of these guys, man. He's he, Trump is hard to figure out sometimes because he's, he, you know, he he's the king of misdirection. He is. I'm going to do this over here while everyone's talking, and while I'm doing that, oh, look at this. No one saw what I else I did, you know? Right. So, uh, who really knows? He... He did, uh, the executive order, though, did give the um, eviction, though, right? It did um, extend that we cannot evict people. Right, yes, it did. So that's awesome. Glad that we did that. I mean, yeah, that, that's good. Yeah. I, I will agree with that. Um, I, I do wish that the two parties would come together and really work this out to get something passed because, you know, regardless of whether or not you're working or not, yeah, it's still a tough time for everybody. Absolutely. Everybody could always use a little extra cash. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, I just but like Brandon, the stock market's going up. We're yeah. doing good. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> these companies are doing amazing. A lot of companies are making a lot of money right now. Amazon is making money fucking hand over fist. Well, you know, it was just a great business plan from the get go. Jeff Bezos really got it going. He was planning for this day from day one. Everybody wants to blame Bill Gates for this, but. <laughs> well, no, Bill Gates is only trying to. Oh, that's right. <laughs> He's only trying... trying to track us with his, with his. Trying to track us with his microchip vaccine and he's also wants to sterilize people so they can't have babies not like they can't track us with our cell phones already weird how that works right fucking christ (laughs) oh my god no it's yeah it's fucking crazy right now i like i said i wish they'd get together it and this is the part that kills me especially between pelosi and mcconnell Mm -hmm. because in my opinion they're very much similar people oh absolutely well they're they're a similar generation they are but the fact of the matter is neither of them will budge on anything. No. They know how to play the game. They play the game. So it just becomes a big pissing match of fuck you. Well, fuck you too then, you know? Mm-hmm. We, can't, we can't get anything done if we can't work together. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, there has to be some give and some take. And, and that's... I feel like that's where politics is failing now. Oh, is, yeah. Is no one can go, okay, I'm going to give up this little bit. Correct. You give up a little bit. Yes. And we're going to try and meet in the middle. No, it turns into I'm I'm offering you this and this is what it's going to be. Yeah. And if you don't take it, I'm just going to be pissed. Right. You know, because I, mean, I, I think the Republicans' big push on this last stimulus was they don't want to spend more than a trillion dollars. Um, they're obviously looking at the big financial side of it. Not that we're broke or anything already. Right. But... You know, or gave all that money to airliners or consistently give all this money to big yeah. business. But, you know, the American people... Or the military just sucks up, like, two-thirds of the, all the money we make. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, if, if you want to be truly depressed, I tell everybody, please go look at the budget. Because no. it's... It, it will sicken you to your core. How well, much we spend on, like... I don't know if we talked about this last time at all, did we? The budget? Uh, no, I, so I, I, felt I, that, I know we mentioned it, but I, I, I fell down a huge rabbit hole one night of going through the, the budget, and I was just like, ah, you know what? I want to see where we sit. So basically, your budget's made up of three different parts, right? And yep. You have um, the one part that's made up of your um, Medicare, welfare, Social Security, right? These are things that we have to pay. Yeah, like um, I think they call it discretionary spending, right? It might be what it is. Yeah. I, I forget what I it's called. The terms are. But, I can look them up real quick. Yeah. 
basically 50% of the budget is made up of tax dollars. So it's taxes me and you pay. Yeah. Do you know what percentage corporate tax makes up? Okay. I don't even want to know. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's really bad. Oh, okay. So mandatory or direct spending includes spending for entitlement programs. Okay. So things like Medicare, secure, you know, Social yep. Security, Medicaid, stuff like that. Yep. Discretionary spending would be like everything else. Yes. So corporate tax accounts for 7% of our budget. I'm sorry, what? 7%. Seven, 7%. Fucking 7%? So, yes. So everybody else, your Ameri- American people, your tax uh-huh. dollars account for 50%. While corporations account for seven. That's no, it's okay. bonkers, isn't it? You're making the socialist in me get angry. I know. Like, I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. It's craziness, right? Yeah. Who everybody wants to talk about, you know, how all these everybody pays this amount of taxes and we shouldn't tax billionaires because this, 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 and this, or we give them tax cuts for doing different but, things. But that's just taxing people. The fucking companies. Correct. The companies. Correct. Oh, God. They, they, they pay nothing. Yeah. It's it's stuff like that. Like you see like GE or, or Apple. Or well, how many Amazon of them don't pay, pay taxes? Next, pay next to nothing. Well, what's that? Uh, shit. What? There's an island that they all... There's like 500 companies that have their address based on this one island. The Cayman Islands? Is that what it is? And I think it's something like that. Basically, it's super small. There's like a building there where they all claim to be their headquarters so that they don't have to pay taxes. Right. And it's like, okay... So this is what we're doing. So uh, this goes back to the business bailouts. Uh, cruise lines were like, oh, yes, know, people can't do cruise lines. Correct. They're all based in the Caribbean. Yep. They're not, you know, air quotes, technically based in the U.S. Did they end up getting it, though? Because I was. Oh, yeah. Did they get did. it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't they? I wasn't sure if they had gotten it or not. Airlines was the big one that I know had got it. But I mean, I guess if we want to run a capitalist nation, let's run a capitalist nation. We're doing a great job at it. Well, I mean, if you fail, you fail, right? There's no bailouts. Yeah. You should be you should be failing. Well, people that's... people act like fucking Elon Musk wouldn't have had an airline company started up in five minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's other people who would be waiting in the wings to do that. Absolutely. So that's that's the thing that like drives me nuts about this is that we always hear from I would I would say I'm going to generalize now uh, Republicans people are right well, well you know if. Uh, a small personal business fails, you should have like saved money and should have had, uh, yeah. you know, you should have planned for droughts and stuff like this. Yeah, um, the farmers. But, yeah, yeah, farmers and stuff like that. <laughs> the airlines didn't get paid for like two weeks and like, money please. Mm-hmm. And we just shell them out money because yeah. because we can. And we well, do. and that's just it. I think that was the part that kills me with everybody with Bernie Sanders is he doesn't want to raise your taxes, folks. He wants to redistribute and make them pay taxes and use them to benefit you yeah. comparatively to them paying everybody else. I think the last uh, stat I saw was uh, Jeff Bezos alone, if he were taxed at like 4.8%, him alone, just him, he could solve the student debt crisis. Boom. Done. I, sounds great to me. Fuck yeah. Don't you do it. But no, we're left down here to squabble amongst ourselves about our tax dollars going up and right. who should pay them and who shouldn't pay yeah. them. The Republicans did a really, really great job in the the 80s and 90s uh, of convincing middle class people that poor people were coming for their jobs. Mm. And the rich people just kind of like sat back and like, all right. So is this where we're at? Kind of the same thing we're at now with um, immigrants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're coming to take our They're jobs? They're coming to take our jobs. Yeah. You know, I well, wonder though how many how many say the field worker yeah. is coming to take you know John Q Smith's neurosurgeon job. How many corporations would completely 
crumble though without that. Uh, let's see. Most of agribusiness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so on top of agribusiness, grocery stores. Uh, let's. Well, it would be a chain effect, wouldn't it? it? Absolutely would. If we if we didn't have illegal immigrants working, um, yep. you would. I mean, it'd probably start. In the fields, correct? I would assume, um, which Um, is going to affect your distributors, um, your drivers. It's going to affect your grocery stores. It'll affect us as consumers. Absolutely. Because then they're going to turn around and say, well, I can't pay whoever the little I was paying them. So now I have to hire this guy and pay him minimum wage. wage. Yep. Now my product price has to go up. That's right. So at the end of the day, we're the ones who see the product spike. Yeah. So it's definitely something. And that's always the fight against raising the minimum wage too it's like right. if you raise the minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour do you know how much your big mac's going to cost which like, is okay if your big mac costs more maybe don't eat it as much i think it's funny because if you look at some of these other european countries where unions are a lot stronger and a lot more prevalent i was reading an article about uh, i think it was toys r us that was trying to start um branching out and they before they could bef- yeah before they granted that's my older story <laughs> but they had opened one up i forget what country this was and they had tried to the, the country didn't have a minimum wage set um but they had a very strong union around them yeah so obviously they didn't have one set up toys r us was just kind of like whatever we'll get around it um and they tried to pay their employees very minimal and it ended up a strike. They ended up just boycotting this company altogether before Toys R Us finally broke. I was like, fine, we'll, we'll, we'll give in to you guys unionize, do whatever you need to do. So it's not that they don't have the money. Yeah. It, it's a complete lie. Well, I mean, Toys R Us specifically does, does not, not have not, the anymore. Money. They don't, <laughs> but these corporations absolutely have the money oh. to pay their employees a fair wage, healthcare, everything else. <gasps> but Brandon, that's going to take a chunk out of the profits that we pay our executives. Yeah. Oh man. How bad would that hurt? And now instead of buying two Lamborghinis, they'll only be able to buy one. Wow. I did, have, you, have you seen the um, graph of our, um, where are we at? The wealth differential oh, the, the, compared to the, the wealth gap between yeah. comparatively to right before the french revolution it's fucking insane we are at a bigger wealth gap now than they were when they hey revolted. let's bust out some guillotines and get some shit done guys yeah, I mean, i'm with it <laughs> i did see a car in madison that said eat the rich on it yeah and i was oh. like oh yeah there we go by the way i i'm really enjoying your shirt oh thank you yeah so for our listeners, it is a plain red shirt, yes. and just in in regular white on the on the front, it just says "Slap your local racist." Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet not too many people have taken you up on that. Ah, I I, I don't know. We'll see who wants to uh, say something. I guess <laughs> the hand uh, is feeling good, so right. Yeah, gotta get it warmed, get it warmed up. Uh, yeah. So uh, for all our listeners, go out and watch Les Mis. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. Be a good time. Um, you learn the origins of Bastille Day. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. All right. Uh, another one I thought of. I feel like we're feeling especially socialist today. Yeah. I mean, I always feel especially <laughs> socialist. True. Well, I mean, you're a little bit more socialist. I mean, you're in a union. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. Which I, I do find it very funny that uh, a lot of the guys I work with are very Republican, and I'm like, you guys do realize that they don't want the union, right? right. You have some conflicting ideas here. I, it's craziness when they get going on this stuff, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't see what you're talking about here. <laughs> because if they had the chance, they'd rip us apart. Absolutely. I, they would disband this. I mean, as much as you know, when I work non-union, there's a big gap of um, the non-union guys don't like the union guys, and the union guys don't like the non-union guys. 
right? I, mean, I, I get it. They don't right. like each other for, for different reasons. Sure. But a lot of the guys that I worked with who were non-union, they'd never been union. For right. me, at the end of the day, it was about collecting a paycheck. Absolutely. So having worked a non-union uh, construction job, anytime we would encounter union guys, we'd all get like, like all huffy. Like, oh, yeah. Why the fuck do they get paid more than I Yep. Like, exactly. Shit. I'm exactly. Better than I am. Yep. And I'm sure the union guys are like, oh, these fucking scabs over yep. here can't work together. Well, and that was always the thing is when we worked non-union, it was always like, oh, the union guys are lazy. They don't do shit. You know, they just sit they there. They do their eight and they get out. Yep. And they collect their cushy job paycheck. <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. Well, now that I'm here, I'm just like, it's no different work. There's no. nothing has changed. The benefit of the union is they actually fight for a wage increase every year. Right. They fight collectively yes. for all of you to do better. Yeah. And because there's so many of you, they can't. Like the, their option is to either say yes or be extremely fucked when they say no. And like all, I don't know how many people are in the union. Oh, it's a couple hundred, right? In, in Madison? Yeah. Oh, it's big. Uh, I don't even know how many people are in it. But yeah, if if they tell you no, you guys just stop working and shit does not get done. Correct, and that's basically what had happened this last time. There was a, uh, we had a pretty, um, pretty good work stoppage. And it was just a matter of, you know, them not being able to work, you know, and that becomes the hard part because you have your employers who are calling up people saying, hey, want to come into work? And the people being like, no, I mean, the union rep told me not to go to work. Mm -hmm. And if I do this, you basically get blackballed at that point. If you go into work and do that and you were told not to, you're done. Right. You know. They don't... They, I mean, they, I, I, I get it. It's a unified front to get them to reach their demands. Yeah. And granted, I, I had talked to... Um, our union head had come in and talked to one of the classes I was taking, and he was basically saying, like, when they write their proposals for the new next five-year contract, they put in all sorts of stupid stuff for them to have something to throw out. Yeah. Like, I think last time it was we were supposed to get a paid day off for our birthday, our anniversary, <laughs> and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, obviously we know it's going to get thrown out, but that gives them something to throw away instead of taking the stuff that we want. Exactly. You put in shit in there that's, per- you know, um, this is always a story that I remember hearing that that I'm not, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but um, like rock and roll musicians, anytime they would go to a venue and be in the green room, they would purposely put like ludicrous shit in the contract that they have with right. the venue. To see, one, if they actually read the contract. Two, something for the venue to be like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And they go, yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah. It's like, like, I want a bowl of M&M's, but only the blue ones. Sure. And I'm sure at that point it makes you look good saying, yeah, no, you want to get rid of that? That's fine. We're okay with that. Yeah. You know? Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff where you put it in there specifically for it to get taken out. Absolutely. So I I thought I'm not going here to go over. Oh, okay. Go for it. Post office. Oh, USPS. <laughs> Go ahead. Take so, it away. Uh, for what I've seen is everyone have, complains we, about the USPS not not <laughs> making money. Um, Correct. And that is because, I can't remember how long ago it was. I want to say it was over 10 years ago. Well, they have to they have to prepay for their pensions. That's it's like what it was. $5 billion they, they change a year. the rules and have to prepay for everyone's pensions. But they're the only company in America, I believe, that has to do this. And that's why they're losing their ass for yes. a whole bunch of money. They because said if they didn't have to, they'd make a profit every year. Every year. Yep. They have been for decades upon decades yep. before that. Not only that, but um, the new Postmaster General yep. uh, is President Trump's buddy. Who owns a whole bunch of stock in UPS, DHL, FedEx? It's not a conflict of interest. Uh, it's it's weird. Um, and not only that, but he's like, oh yeah, 
you know, XYZ post office, you don't need this more many sorting machines. Right. You don't need this many drop boxes here. Yep. What, Portland? Man, let's collect a whole bunch of uh, mail drop-off spots. Yep. Oh, uh, what? It's only... It's only a few months before an election where mail-in voting is going to be really big. Weird how that works. The interesting in this, though, is it might end up hurting him because a lot of people are being affected right now. Um, I Absolutely. A lot of people who get medication in the mail, yep. um, you know, people who rely on the mail, it, it is, I mean, small businesses and things of that mm-hmm. nature. It's not... Anybody that sells anything on yeah. eBay or yes. stuff like that? In my opinion, not a smart idea. I mean, and I'm not just going to say that for the voting... Um, I know they've been trying to tear the post office down for a long time. Yeah. But in, in terms, I get what you're doing. You're you're trying to make it because you know the you know majority of Republicans are going to go to the polls. They're going to vote. Yes. You're banking, they're going to go to the polls yes. with no mask. Yes. Cough on everything and vote. Yeah. <laughs> you're bank you're banking on your average Democrat who wants to mail in his vote not being able to do so because they're I mean they, they, I think they're telling everybody three weeks right now if yeah. you want your vote to count you need to send it out three weeks ahead of time. Fun t- fun tip for all our listeners. You actually don't have to mail in your absentee ballot. You can uh, get a hold of your um, county commissioner, and they will tell you where you can drop it off before the election. Perfect. So you, you can essentially drop it off with them before it. You don't have to mail it. It's not actually necessary. That's awesome. So, yeah, um, check with your county commissioner, uh, but that, that should absolutely be a possibility for everybody. Yeah. But you have this basic idea right now that, if I slow down the post office and they're asking for a bunch of money right now to accommodate, uh, also vote by stamps <laughs> to accommodate all of this extra mail we have coming. Right. Well, I think, what was it? They want $25 billion. Yeah. Um, and so you as the president don't sign off on this. You can't get the mail in votes, nope. which would be pretty good for you. God, what was the quote? The president said that was just bonkers. Oh, yeah. It was the one where he said they want $3 billion, and if they don't get this money, these two things, then they can't make it work. Is that what it was? Uh, no, it oh. was. Uh, this is just going to be insane when you see. I'm never surprised by what he says anymore. Oh, I know. I know. Just another day for me to laugh and say, man, I can't believe someone would say that. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Because, um... you know, at the end of the day, I get, I get a lot of people liked the idea of Donald Trump because... He told it like it was, right? Right. But, I mean, yes, I guess. He, he's, he's unfiltered. He says what he wants to say when he wants to say it, right? And people like that about him. Oh, uh, the word the words he said was, um, and I, I actually couldn't find it, so I'm going to be paraphrasing here. <laughs> you know, oh, we, well, we might, you know, it might be months or even years before we know how the election went. We might never know. I'm like, that is interesting. Why would you say that if you didn't already think well, ahead about stuff? That's just it. Quiet train. Yeah, so close to the train tracks here. <laughs> it, it, it brings me back though to, and uh, this is my inner snowflake coming out here. <laughs> Don't you expect a certain level of professionalism from the leader of our country? At this point, no. I just know he's a giant crybaby who just bitches about whatever he wants to bitch about and hey. has zero consequences. I'm hoping there's consequences. I hope there is. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, do what you can. Um, like I said, you can drop off your, your absentee ballot if you got one uh, yeah. with the county commissioner yeah. or your the county commissioner of your county. Uh, absolutely go and buy stamps. That helps the post office immensely. Uh, you, there's, if you, you know what? I saw a tweet earlier where you can actually email 
the the postmaster general and tell him how angry you are. Oh my god, yeah. that's awesome. It's pretty great. You know what? Just for funsies, I'm gonna look it up. Oh, that's great. Do you uh do you want to jump into the deep dive for like ten minutes after that then? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, we got time. We were given a strict time limit by our wives we tonight, were. so. So we gotta we gotta jam this shit out. <laughs> Nothing like two grown men having a time limit. <laughs> you know, it's, it happens. Uh, where is it? Oh, God. There's nothing worse than an upset wife, though. Uh, yeah, no. They, it's an antiquated saying, but happy wife, happy life. Like, Or, you know, happy spouse, happy life. It doesn't quite have the same ring, but, you know, what, what have you? I get the gist. You get the gist. Yeah. Oh, shit. I can't find it. Oh, you know no. what? I'll scrub this part. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the deep dive, yes, I wanted to kind of go into, we obviously all know about the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. Yes. Those are our two big pushes every year. We also usually have a third party on our ballot from the Liberta- Libertarian Party, Libertarian party who yeah. are the third largest party who make up around 650,000 members, I believe, yep. is what I'd read. Mm-hmm. But what are all the other parties that people do have the option to join? I, I know in this time that we're in right now... Um, <laughs> It can be especially hard for someone who is in the middle, yeah. who who doesn't fit the views of a Democrat or Republican. Right. And there's a lot of people out there who are telling you that you're wrong, no matter what you want to do, if you're not with them. Yeah. Um, so if you're not a Dem, you are a Republican. If you're not a Republican, you're a Dem. And I don't agree with that. So The two-party system in this country is absolutely broken. Absolutely. And as much as I don't necessarily agree with some of the other stuff on these other third parties, I still think it's important for you to find a place to fit because politics is something that everybody should be able to talk about yeah. and not have the fear of getting yelled at or being told you're wrong um, because it's just fucked up. And not only talk about, but actually participate Absolutely. In, and feel like you're making a difference. Absolutely. You, you shouldn't be, I mean, at the end of the day, politics is still an opinion. It's not a figured out thing. If we had it figured out, we'd be doing it that way, but we don't have it figured out. Right. We're still trying to learn. We're trying to get it down. So to run through some of the other parties here, we have obviously, let's start with the Libertarian Party, right? Yes. Yep. So the Libertarian Party, like I said, they're the, the third largest party with around 650,000 members. Um, they Their claim is that they're more of a middle ground between the Dems and the Republicans. Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> some of their views, uh, so um, as far as like um, lesbian, gay marriage, they're very on board with that. Their, their last big candidate was... Gary Johnson, right? Yes, it was. Yes. Okay. Yes, it was. Um, we have George, Joe Jorgensen going this year. I know she missed a little bit of time after being bitten by the bat. <laughs> God. She has rabies, right? Uh, I know she was getting the series of shots done. Oh, God. Just to make sure. I, I'm not sure. You know what? She's probably a vampire now. I, yeah, well, could be. <laughs> could be. Liber- you heard it here first. Libertarians are the vampire. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... The big things I, I do like some of the stuff they have to say. So you I mean obviously you, you're cool with gay rights, um, racism. You're not cool with, um, so that's great. You, Go, going back to episode one, uh, libertarian is uh, if you're remembering your political compass, it is yes. far south. Yes. On the political compass, so uh, that generally means more freedom to do well, whatever. And this is kind of where I get off track with it. Is is, is everything they want though is based on a complete free market. Right. So we talk about healthcare here. Um, so you're the, the the Libertarian Party itself is more uh, again political compass uh, would be south right, like in that quadrant yes. down there. So um, like ec- economically capitalist, but free as correct. a free market. Like if you go to the doctor, they want you to be able to work the bill out with your doctor. Right. No middleman. Which is stupid. <laughs> 
I don't understand the, the problem I have with it. So let's talk about welfare. Um, they want to completely abolish the welfare system. Yeah. Um, you, they want to offer an opt out for social security, which would allow you to not pay in, but also, not pay in, but also not get anything. Correct. But then they also would give you an option to, I forget how it worked. Like you could pay in 6% of your paycheck and then that percentage would be yours, just yours, whatever oh. you pay in. So basically like a 401k style like an individual thing. Individual. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, for you I, to do. I not I don't that sounds fine to me. Interesting view I hadn't heard before. I mean I wouldn't say abolish social security, but yeah. See, it was an option. Um yeah. the, the welfare system that they wanted to go. The big one that hit accord with me was um the education system in terms of wanting to be able to completely abolish the public education system and the more money you made, the better school you could send your kid to. And the issue I have with that is is if you're a poor family, you give your kids a shitty education. They grow up to get shitty jobs. Yep. You can't afford a good education for your kids, so what do you do? Send them to a shitty school again. Yep. It creates a constant cycle of just keeping people poor. In India, they have what's called uh, the caste system. Okay. I don't know if you know if you've ever heard of it. I haven't. Basically, um, think of it as social strata. Like you know, this group is here, this group is above them, this group is above them. Okay. And they stay there because it's based on birth. Like if you were based in the if you were born into the lowest class. You were in the lowest class. You had the shittiest job. That's it. The but end. The your problem, kids, the your problem kids is have shitty can, jobs you can and so never, on and so Yeah, you can never get out of that. Exactly. Your kids, I mean, what's what's the big thing for immigrants who come to America? You, to make a better life. Yeah. That's the whole thing. The That's American the dream, right? The, the American dream. It's dead. Oh, yeah. The American dream is dead. There's no way. Social programs make it possible for people to, you know, climb the social ladder. Right. It, so many of our billionaires and millionaires, they inherit their money. Uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. It comes from somebody else who, don't get me wrong, and I'm not going to say Elon Musk because I know his situation's not great. His dad owned an emerald yeah. mine and all that jazz. Some of these people, though, they worked very hard for what they had. Our, our grandparents. I will admit, Bill Gates. Yes. Self-made millionaire. Yes. A, a, a lot of in a fucking garage. But to, to do that now is next to impossible. Yeah, because you're competing against absolute giants. Yes. People who could buy you out in a second. And maybe that's your dream. Maybe, maybe you start something up, a fresh idea, and to get bought out. Great. I guess at that point, yes, you did live the American dream. But in terms of ever trying to become a Microsoft and Apple. Not going to happen. No. No. It, it's just not. It's not possible. It's not feasible to do. Even you do listen to Donald Trump, and people think he's a self-made man. But he got a loan of a million dollars from you, his father. Right. And what year was that? Because I mean, a million dollars. People. People now are like, oh, a million bucks. It's not a big deal. A but you know what? I'm going to find this. I, I want to say it was the '60s or '70s. Because a million dollars back then is pretty good chunk of money. You know, it's yeah. not like these guys are all out there starting from scratch. They did. You know, they came from nothing. Um, and we're able to work their way up to this. It, it's not work like that anymore. Sure, I'll give you, you know, our grandparents, they worked very hard. They were able to get a lot more out of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, 1975. So there should be a calculator on there to, to translate for yeah. inflation. Hit that up. Let me see what a million dollars in 1975 is worth today. I'm just interested. For people, I mean, obviously, because a million dollars doesn't sound like a whole lot right now, right? It's a million I mean, bucks. A million dollars is still, I mean, to me, it's so Sure, absolutely. We can do a lot with a million dollars, but... Okay, so, let's see. $100 in 1975 is equivalent to $466.97. So let's just round it up and say it's basically a $500. That's like a 300 some dollar difference. 
Yeah. So if you times that, okay. Well, it'd be basically a five million dollar loan, wouldn't it? If you, I'm, I'm gonna actually do this here. All right. Or four point six. All right. So if you were given a million dollars in 1975, yeah, that would be equivalent in today's dollars to four million point eight dollars. Nice. An increase of three hundred and eighty-one percent. So, yes. And I mean, there's some rounding going on, so. but yeah, it, I, I, it's basically it. I, I yeah, I just want people to realize that it, it, you people that we idolize, and we look up to, and we say, "Oh man, they started from nothing." It's not mm. true. No. Um, for many of these people, they did not start from nothing. Right. So Obama caught some flack for this when he said, "That business you built, you didn't build yourself. You had help." Either it was government help, absolutely, help from your friends. Yep, and he caught so much fucking. Well, shit that's the that. thing too. It's it's about uh, who you know, isn't it? It's absolutely. not about what you can do. It's not about your credentials. It's if you know somebody. I mean, it's part of it, but yeah, sure. A large I mean, chunk yes. of it is who you know. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Um, so, all right, back to our parties here. Yes, parties. We also have the Reform Party. Okay, and what's the Reform Party's deal? Their big thing is all about financing. Okay. So their their whole thing is about um, you know fiscal responsibility. Yep. If we can't afford to do it, we're not going to do it. Okay. Which I'm kind of getting on board with. I, yeah. We're kind of in a tough spot right now in terms of I don't really know how you fix where we're at. Uh, well, we need a really big economic boom like we had in the mid '90s. That's what got us out of our deficit to begin with. All right. So who's got like the internet 2.0 laying around? Right. Okay. <laughs> Let me just type this up. And I'll get it going. <laughs> I mean, because clearly, I mean, that's what it was, that's right? It was, we yeah. had the internet, and obviously, a huge economic boom at that point. It's extremely. Right. Uh, chances of that happening? Yeah. I mean, who knows? The technology it's, is going crazy places right now. It's pretty low. Um, you know, being an IT guy, uh, we have. Uh, like AI stuff to look forward to, so like artificial intelligence being as whoa, far whoa. as that's going to take American jobs away though. <sighs> but didn't the internet take? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. I you know, that's just the common it's, thing it's I hear. It's not taking away; it's retooling, Brandon. Retooling. Right. Uh, um, the second on that though. Yes, Skynet. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, if. Do you remember iRobot? We'll have to put the laws of robotics into place. Oh, man. The one robot broke him, though, Jordan. That's because he was made that way. Oh, that was a production failure. That's a production failure. <laughs> How long is Will Smith going to live to it's save a, us all, huh? Fuck you, Sonny. You, <laughs> fuck you, Sonny. You're the worst robot ever. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, God. go watch iRobot with Will Smith. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's so bad it's good. I enjoyed it. It was alright. I I, be per, I I do like Will Smith as an actor. I saw I saw the twist coming up from a fucking mile away. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, um, yeah. So parties. Uh, another big one that I know about is the Green Party. Yep. And their whole thing is environmentalism. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. And then, to kind of top on the last one here, we'll throw in the Socialist Party. Ooh, you mean the DSA Party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Democratic Socialists. So obviously, this is my shit right here. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously, I mean, we all know Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, um, who's famously, uh, you know, air quotes, independent. Yes. Well, I mean, in the system we have, though, how how do you get to where you are without joining an actual party, without being a Democrat or Republican? But I believe that's, and I'm sure you'd agree with me, the reason he gets held back every time. Absolutely. Because he's not a true Democrat. He is not. So he wants to reform the party from within. And they basically tell him, fuck off. Right. No, no, thank you. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, why would you want that guy? However, and I mean, in my opinion, I think he could have beat Donald last time. And I think he could beat Donald this time. I think he could. As much as, I mean, I, and I'm sure a lot of Democrats out there who are in the same boat we are, like, oh, great, Joe Biden. Right. So happy. Oh, okay. Cool. I, yeah. Not overly enthused about it, but with the system we have in place, you really have to pick a lesser of two evils. Right? Right. And that is because of the the election process we have. Right. Um, which is called first past the post. I, say, I remember you, uh, yes. you've gone into oh, this dude, with me a couple I times. I know. This all the time. <laughs> anyway, so let's say you live in a state that votes like 45% for this one guy, um, like 20% for somebody else, 10% for somebody else, and, you know, trickle, trickle down the numbers. And they're like, oh, hey, 45%. He won the most. He wins. Right. And he won because the most people voted for him, but a majority of people voted not for him. Correct. But he had the most votes for him personally, so he wins. Most, right. So it's essentially a form of like fucking minority rule, yeah. but because they all agree, oh, yeah, that guy, uh, they, they get to win. Well, I think after, after Bernie dropped out, you said a pretty large amount of people on social media who were saying, hey, we'll just all write Bernie in. And, and I think Bernie himself had come out and said, no, no don't do don't that, do that yeah. because we have to be a united front in order to get Donald out. Right. He, he, yeah, his whole thing was like, it, even during his campaign was, not me, us. Right. Like, don't, it, this isn't about me. Right. This is about collectively us, which, uh, like again, the socialism was like, yes. fuck yes, come on. Well, in, in the last election, I, I didn't know a whole lot about politics at all. I was really trying to find my footing in it. Mm-hmm. And what drew me to him was he seemed like the only guy who actually gave a fuck right. about the middle class or just people in general. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, sure, maybe maybe I got to pay a little more money. Fine, but if it's better for us as a people, mm-hmm. then I'm willing to do it. I, and, and you I've don't said, get that from everybody else. I've said for years, you know, what's, you know what's better than not paying taxes? Paying taxes and having an informed populace. <sighs> I would rather have that. I would love it. It'd be, yeah. It would be great to have everybody understand what's going on and, so, and know. But and that's another thing too. A lot, a lot of people are very happy not knowing. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. They don't want to carry oh, it, the it's, burden. It's absolutely like ignorance is bliss. It is. Yes. In, in terms of politics, I mean, there's some people that I talk to, and they're just like, I, I don't want to talk about politics. Right. I don't. I don't know anything about it, and I don't. I don't want to. And, and that, that just absolutely smacks a privilege of like, well, you know, it's gonna be one way or the other, you know. Uh, you know, I, why does everything have to be about politics? And at that point, I, like, fucking slam my fist on the table. Because, because everything is politics. Well, it Everything is. in your life is fucking either connected to or controlled by politics. Well, we turned a pandemic into political bullshit. It is. We, I, I mean, I mean, how... Because one side goes, no, we can't listen to the scientists because right. they're liberals. Yes, like, no, they look at fucking data and go. Well, and we talked about this. this. You recommended that book. Was oh, it the God. death of a professionalism? Uh, uh, the death of expertise. The death of yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, since when do we not listen to people who are professionals in their field? Uh, Nineteen eighty. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for giving me such a straightforward number. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 Basically, all of, you can trace all of the problems we have with politics today. Like almost exactly to like when Reagan did shit. Yeah, but if you're if you're ignorant and you don't know any better, like if you just haven't cared or whatever it may be, at that point you're just listening to two opinions in your own mind. Yeah. Of well, the president says this, or this doctor over here says this. Who do I listen to? I don't 
the guy with the degree. Well, sure, it's easy for you know me and you to say that, but I, <laughs> I, I understand where people are coming. I just you know the more informed everybody is, the better off we are. Speaking of uh, the president, one, let's do a quick poll check. Polls have actually tightened. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, they did. Which, you know, Biden had a really strong lead there for a while, but uh, yeah. So uh, let's see. As of Friday, August fourteenth. Um, according to, oh, let's see. You know what? Let's let's choose someone in the middle. Uh, Fox News says Biden has a plus seven as far as the spread goes. What's the what's the error rate on that though? Uh, it does not say. Usually it's like four percent. I think it could be. Yeah, it's usually anywhere between four percent. So they have Biden at forty nine and Trump at forty two. So it's okay. It's pretty fucking close. Well, the, the big one I've noticed is that people people trust Trump more with the economy still than they do Joe Biden. What? They trust the guy with so many like he's declared bankruptcy so many times. Yeah. No, this he is where we're at. He ran the casino into the ground. It's it's where we're at, man. It's a it's a matter of how many people do you talk to who will just say, "Well, I'm a Republican, so I have to vote Republican." Every single person that is Republican says that. Yeah. Or or you run into people like, "Well, I'm a Democrat, I have to vote Democratic." Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's become a thing of like well I have to vote along my party lines, and and I'll say I'll, I will admit it I voted Democrat all my life, but I don't consider myself a Democrat. Oh no, I mean based off of based off of what uh, your uh, test I took, I'm definitely a socialist. Absolutely, <laughs> through and through. Yeah, uh, yeah. which go- was pretty scary to see because <laughs> like oh my god, who have I become? <laughs> go go back to the show notes for episode one. Yeah, and and check out the political spectrum. Um, you know, to, to use, uh, to, you know, to say, you know, clickbait. So the answer may surprise you. I, I was very surprised when I took that. I was like, holy shit, what happened to me? I mean, I, when I was in the military, I was so much, yeah, not who I am today. Uh, in, in high school, we took, uh, oh God, what class was this? I can't remember. Anyway, in high school, we took, a, a, I'd say, a more simplified version of this. Uh, we took a more simplified version of where they had the political spectrum on a line. Oh. Which I'm like, mm-hmm. So you're either left or right. You're either left or right. Yep. I landed, and this is like my sophomore year of high school, I landed to the right. Right. Of fucking Rush Limbaugh. Ooh, Jesus. I, yeah. That shit was crazy. What happened to us, Jordan? I don't know. What's, I mean, when I was in the military. We got indoctrinated by the public school system. Those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say when, when my views were much more conservative, I, I was I was uninformed about so would, a lot of things going on. Would you consider yourself a fiscal conservative or more of a social conservative? So were you more concerned about like budget things or were you like the gays can't get married because that would destroy the institution of marriage? I was in during um, when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed. Okay. And... At the time, um, this is ignorant, Brandon. Now, but I—I I was. You're a better version of yourself. Yeah. Than in the past. I'm not proud. I'm not proud of it. I was. I was very upset by the fact that we had all signed a contract that said that if you're gay, you can't be in the military, and you know the fact that you could be working with someone who is gay. Granted, it wouldn't have affected my life at all. It was just more of something I was upset about. Um, to be upset about because I think people around me were more upset about it. So I kind of latched uh, on to that okay. feeling. Yeah. Um, kind of a group think. Kind yeah. Of thing. It was it was wrong. I mean, to be to be honest, though, dude. I mean, I've looked back. I had just talked to one of my good friends um, who lives in Green Bay, Eddie. 
um, and he's Hispanic. And <clears throat> we had done a video chat the other night, and while I was waiting for him, I decided to scroll through our old Facebook messages, and I actually apologized to him on the video for the terrible things that I had said to him. <laughs> I was just completely just, and you know, our friendship had blossomed out of racism. Oh, but okay. the the fact that I would have said something, the things that I said to him, I was just like, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, it, the person that I was was not. I wasn't happy to see what I had said. You know, so I, I've said this to multiple people. I'm like, no, no one is proud of the person they were. Hell, five years ago, you know, you know, and even farther back, like. No one is like, oh yeah, high school me. I fucking peaked then. No, oh, yeah. Don't ever say that. Right. If you are, you're a terrible person. Oh yeah. It's like I was saying anything terrible, like you know, terribly bad. But it was just always like I, I used to call him Mexico all the time. Mm. You know, that was that's what I called him. Yeah. And he was fine with it. You know, we had a good joke. We would always laugh about it and stuff like that. But as we as I grew and we grew, it kind of died off because it's not who we were anymore. You know. Yeah. And it became a thing of like you know I hadn't seen that. I think the last time I had messaged him was like 2014. Okay. I was going down the military, and I just kind of going back through. And I was like, "Dude, how do you, how did you let me talk to you like this?" But you looked at me like, "What the fuck was wrong with me?" Yeah, that was what it was. <laughs> and he's just like, "Nah, man." He's like, "That's kind of how our friendship started, and it's how we started." He's like, "But I appreciate you, you know, apologizing." But it was just, I was just more disgusted with myself right. that I would say because me today would just go back and slap the shit out of that dude. Oh, right? You know, yeah, I, I, you know, that's the thing. If you would not kick your former self ass, you're doing something wrong. Oh man, yes. <laughs> you're not growing as a person. Uh, All right, I'll wrap this thing up here. Yes, um, I think there is one more I want to mention. One more party I want to mention. Let's hear it. That didn't get mentioned. The Constitution Party. Have you heard of that? I have not. Uh, Basically, their whole thing is the Constitution is it's like the Word of God has been written on page, and we must follow it to its exact letter, unaltered over time. Oh, yeah. So like the. constitutional uh oh God, what's the fucking word basically people that think the constitution itself is absolutely perfect you know we have to take it word for word exactly as written didn't no the forefathers want it to be rewritten every so many years it fucking did and that's the part that pisses me off like that was the whole thing like hey this is a document that they can update and change with the times yeah but yeah no no those those first 10 amendments we can't change those. Those well, are written in fucking stone. I think where we're at, we absolutely 110% need a third party. Yes. We need someone to rival the Dems and the Republicans is my, to, to, just, to just throw something in between them. In our lifetime, the absolute closest someone got to actually running a legit third party was fucking Ross Perot. Oh my god. He was, he, I think he got like something fucking 10% of the vote. Wow. And that was huge news. What would Gary Johnson get like 6 or 4% last time? Something like that. Nothing really to matter. But right. like Ross Perot got 10% and it was fucking huge. But the problem was, is he essentially ensured Clinton's victory because he siphoned off votes from George W. Boy, oh boy. Sounds like we got that coming up again this year, don't right? we? It's oh, crazy. Man. Fucking Kanye. God damn it. At his birthday party? Put out some new music, Kanye. Uh, no, actually don't. Your last album sucked. Is that just, the, is that the just Jesus go, album he did? Yes. Nah, yeah. Just go run your church and 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 suckle off the Kardashian money that you're inheriting. Apparently. Yeah. Oh, God. That's a whole other topic of discussion. Yeah, no shit. That, I feel like that's a whole episode. Of the Kardashians? Episode. No, I'm saying Kanye. Oh. 
We're going to do that? All right. We're going to put this on for the next podcast? All right. You heard it here first. Whole next episode is Kanye and the Kardashians. Oh, man. And how they're connected to the po- political power. <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm all up right. for it. All right. We'll have to do That'll be our deep dive. There we go. Okay. All so, right. thank you for listening to Barstool News Podcast. Uh, Brandon, any last words? I don't, go vote. I don't care who it's for. Just vote. I mean, I, I care a little bit. I, I, yeah. I just run into a lot of people who don't even want to vote now. But it's important. Regardless of whether you want to vote for Biden or Jorgensen or even Trump, vote. Yes. Vote and go buy stamps. Buy the stamps. Buy all the stamps. They save, need us right now. Save the post office. Oh we really God. need it. It's, oh. it's so integral to hey, the Hey, isn't economy. that the Constitution? The post it, office? It actually is. That they, Yeah. The, 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 they need to run the post office. So, thanks for listening, and uh, feel free to reach out to us, and we will talk to you later. See ya. Bye.